Gaming History 101. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me today, a very special guest uh, hanging out in, uh, we're going to put him in Japan today. He's going to be out in uh, Hokkaido. Uh, I have none other than uh, Jam Elias. Jam, how's it going over there? Oh, it's not going too bad, Fred, over here. Uh, it smells a bit of fish. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm very happy to be here with my with the with the special guests. Fantastic! Did you get my check for nothing? I did. Okay, yeah. okay, good. Very I just much appreciate to make sure we had that out of the way. Hey, where's my check? <laughs> oh, your check for for nothing is coming right up. And actually, on that note, without further ado, let's introduce uh, the the man of the chat, uh, Fortingard. Uh, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna call you Fortingard if you don't mind, Yuri, because I'm so used to calling you that now. It's uh, fine. But uh, but welcome. Thank you for coming back. Uh, we are talking about a topic that you. Uh, I was always going to have you on, but you refused to let us talk about without you. So I'm very pleased to have you on. See, you say welcome, but the fact is, I begged myself into this shit. <laughs> no, no, I always, I always had you on. I want to give you a chance to go one on one with me about uh, how terrible Final Fantasy Ooh. VII is of a game. But uh, but we decided the group was better, and it, it is good that you did come on because we had some guests drop out. But before we move into that. Last but not least, I want to introduce none other than Mr. 42 Level 1 Agents of Hydra himself, <laughs> Misty and- Mr. Andy Urquhart. Welcome, Andy. What's up, Fred? Yeah, not much. This will be the first time I don't have you and Allie on at the same time, so I have to try to discern your voices. It's weird. Um, I don't think... No, 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 no. Not saying... That's incorrect. Um, I, was on, I was on your action figure podcast. Oh, you were, and you were really easy to follow then, too. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> No, um, uh, but but welcome. Someday we need to have uh, I need to have Ali on for a, a show. He's always been pitching to me, so we'll we'll I'll talk about that at a different time. Um, unfortunately, we did have some guests that weren't able to make it. Number one being Eli So Doom. He was on our Final Fantasy uh, original one through six episode, and uh, he really wanted to be on, but unfortunately he had to work. So. He's going to be tied up, but we do have a solution for that. And we were also going to have Mr. Captain Chaos himself, your partner in crime on Agents of uh, HydraCast, um, Mr. Chip Sella. And uh, he is also tied up at work. So because us bloody Americans never can get off our fucking jobs, um, they will not be joining us. But uh, It's just excuses. Yeah, you, pretty much. Yeah, basically they were like, this is going to take it out of me. <laughs> And the reason being is we are talking about none other than the later Final Fantasy games when they went 3D and already the chat is booming and we will, I'm sure, see it more so, especially when Fortingard is not talking. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we are going to start with Final Fantasy VII and go as far as we can, except uh, Final Fantasy XI will not be discussed. The uh, pre-show consensus was that Ooh. no – oh, you did play it, Yes. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yay. No shitty MMOs. Uh, yeah, so the MMO talk will be uh, shelved, but both Captain Chaos and Eli did um, 
did play that game and wanted to talk about it. So maybe it would be perfect for an extra credit. So I'll see if I can get them to talk about that for about an hour this, uh, this week sometime and, and get that live. It'll probably be the weekend though, just to give you guys a heads up. Um, also, I'm not sure if we'll get to 10, 10, 2 or 12, but we will try our damnedest. And if not, of course, we will come back and do it at another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, we do not have any current, uh, listener mail really. There was something that came in from, uh, a gentleman by, by the name of Matan. Uh, he's great, but, uh, and I wanted to speak to what his email, we've been kind of talking back and forth a little bit. I wanted to speak to it, but I don't think this is the right week for it. Also, um, so, so we'll, we'll move on at a different time. Um, ah, shit. Wait, we, I think I, nope, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand the internets. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I also decided that I think while we're still going to bullshit about our week, jam me and wh- whomever our guest is when we're not in a jam-packed show, um, I think I'm going to drop all the pitching of what's on Gaming History 101. You guys need to go check it out, but you know, join up on the Facebook, which is Facebook slash GH101 Podcast. That's the best place where we share news. I've stopped pretty much putting news on gh 101 because it really wasn't getting discussion going and then all the articles just go live there so it's a good centralized hub or obviously gaming history 101 is an easy place to just keep checking out but uh i'm gonna stop pimping everything that's on there it gets decent traffic anyway and those of you who are reading are reading um so without further ado i guess we'll just jump into the heavy shit you guys good with that yeah (laughs) let's go okay (laughs) well now uh before we before we literally dive head first into final fantasy seven um and i should point out that i feel a little outnumbered here because i've got three europeans <laughs> and me um and you guys all no matter what part of europe it is all seem to really like final fantasy seven and for the for the record i don't dislike it so don't worry but uh but anyway um also, the chat likes it, Fred. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is, which, again, I'm the minority. Final Fantasy VII was definitely, and we'll talk about this, but it was definitely pivotal for many, many people. In fact, for a lot of people, it was their first introduction to the to the the entire franchise. Um, mm-hmm. Even though most of you probably had no fucking clue in America why it was Final Fantasy VII um, at the time, uh, but. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was just kind of the differentiators and how we'll kind of talk about each each game. So I wanted to start off with, you know, release dates, key roles in the development, um, and then uh, briefly on plot. I'm going to rely on you guys to bring it up uh, if there are any plot points you specifically want to touch on. But you don't have to do it during the plot section because beyond that, we'll also do the battle system. I and again there was some disagreement with me which is which is fine you guys absolutely are on here because you should disagree with me um that the battle system is kind of the defining part of most Final Fantasy games although just looking at my synopsis of 8 I can see why that would not be always the case <laughs> um but uh but then we're just going to chit-chat about the games, and we're going to see where we go and how long this takes. Um, but you guys, like, I think we have no choice but to kind of discuss these games as if we've played them, or to kind of entice any of you out there, if you haven't played them, to kind of give you an idea of what they're all about. There's going to be spoilers, There's going to be, but there's a lot of hours in this. I think the entire series we were trying to get to tonight, if we get through all of them, it's almost 500 hours of gaming. So... Mm-hmm. You've got plenty of time. Uh, so as a result, 
you know, explain it if you think it's relevant, but you don't really have to delve into it. Like, if I say Aerith and the big event that happens, which, by the way, spoilers, she dies. Um, <laughs> I was about to say Oh, there it goes. I've just ruined it all. Uh, you better be ready for stuff like that to happen because we're just going to have to jump into it. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Sephiroth is a fucked up scientific rape experiment like the Nazis did it. Yeah, kind oh of, to be honest. Um, but uh, but Final <laughs> Fantasy is always borrowed from uh, choice points in history. So anyway, uh, okay, without hey. further ado, I guess we'll delve into 7 unless you guys want to say anything going into it. Okay. Prepare. <laughs> Bite the pillow. I'm going in raw. <laughs> Here we go. Bareback and all. Um, okay, so... Uh, Final Fantasy VII, released January 31st, 1997 in Japan, September 7th, 1997 in the U.S. The international version came out October 2nd, 1997 in Japan. I'll talk about that in a sec. And last but not least, November 14th, 1997 in Europe, Australia. There was a U... What? I always last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys were still in the last era. This was the very traditional tiered system that kind of existed all through the 80s and 90s. Um, and also, guys, I should point out, while I'm doing these discussions, if you want to cut in with anything, just feel free to interrupt me. Um, USPC version came out June 24th, 1998. And just in case you didn't know, it was trash. Um <laughs> this is one of the best-selling PlayStation games of all time and the biggest performer in the series at approximately 10.5 million sales to date. I was not able to find out if that's box sales, but I'm guessing yes. I don't think this counts the recent Steam release. <clears throat> uh, key roles. Hironobu Sakaguchi, well-known director of 1 through 5. He produced 6 through 9. He wrote 1, 5, 6, and 9, which are mostly my favorites. Um, it was directed by Yushinori Kitase. He directed 6, 7, and 8. He produced X, uh, 10 and 10, 2. And he was the scenario writer on Final Fantasy Tactics, which I would argue the scenario is one of the more important parts of that. Um, and then it was written by both Kitase and Kasuhige no- Nojima. Sorry. Or Nojima. I think it's Nojima. Um, he wrote 7. He was the scenario writer for 8, which is somewhat interesting, um, which he takes kind of a back pedal in that one. Uh, then uh, 10 and 10 too. And then, of course, who can forget good old Nobu Uematsu, oh, yeah. who is the composer of all fucking 12. And Amazing. he did 1 through 10 solo. Uh, so <laughs> if you don't know his work, you should. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but he also kind of got worse the more realistic the sound chips became. I would agree with you. I think some of his, uh, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, the reason. Uh, but uh, honestly, I'll say this about Seven. Uh huh. The, the most data thing about that game in the very bad way is the soundtrack. Yeah, and it's even worse on PC where it's MIDI. Jesus Christ. Oh man, I finished it on PC like a couple oh. hours ago. Well, if you played it on Steam, they've updated it to the PS1 streaming music, so that's good. But it still sounds like dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, One Winged Angel is an overrated piece of shit. And right there, coming out of the gate. Um, yep. <laughs> but, uh, Come but, at me. Come at me. <laughs> but uh, I will say uh, I have a lot of the soundtracks. Uh, and mind you, they're not. They're not all, you know, I, I like to get some of the ones where they had, you know, actual instruments uh, as opposed to the whatnot. And the only reason I was even questioning what you were saying, Jam, about the soundtracks uh, 
was that uh, I feel that five and six were like the pinnacle of of that. I really think that Sony sound chip, uh, even oh, four yeah. to a oh, certain yeah. extent, was the best. But I do think it takes a back pedal at least for seven and eight. Maybe it's the Symphony of the Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. So as we bitch about uh, video game music, which is never a safe topic. <laughs> That's a show for another time. Yeah, we, we should do that, yeah. we should do one where I'm not just playing music, I'm talking about it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so next up, uh, development. So this is this is a little interesting. I uh, found in doing my research, and so some of you, this you may know this, but planning began as early as 1994, immediately following the release of Final Fantasy VI slash three. And it was planned for the Super Famicom SNES. Sakaguchi envisioned a 1999 New York City detective story as the set piece. And it was going to be 2D 16-bit. When many of the key members were spread too thin with Chrono Trigger, uh, development was delayed to complete that title. So apparently Square had the time and money to do so. Subsequently, many of the scenarios of the 1999 time period were integrated into Chrono Trigger. The New York setting went to Parasite Eve, and the major character, Edia, a sorceress, or is it Adia? I don't remember. Uh, the sorceress from, from, from 8, yeah, was migrated <laughs> to Final Fantasy VIII. After Chrono Trigger wrapped in 95, they went full speed ahead on a new 3D model version of the game set in a super in a futuristic cyberpunk world as opposed to the steampunk world of 6. Did, do you guys feel 6 was steampunk? Like, I guess it was, but it felt... Like, yeah. Sort of compared to the previous ones, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe because I draw so many parallels to Star Star Wars that like I want to believe it's you know it's more like spaghetti western space, but maybe that's what steampunk is. <laughs> and it is actually. Yeah, so Dragon go. Dragon. <laughs> Um, the project used soft image 3D and power animator to render its graphics, which Kitase pressed. Uh, for to keep up with gaming trends, a demo was made, the infamous demo, uh, Silicon gra- on Silicon Graphics Onyx workstations called Final Fantasy SGI, which featured 3D renders of pivotal scenes in Final Fantasy VI. It premiered in 1995's E3 and was widely believed that the game would be on N64, the home of all Final Fantasy games thus far. Sorry, Nintendo being the home of all Final Fantasy games thus far. <laughs> Uh, when Nintendo, but then, yeah, then Miyamoto, Nintendo defied Square. Miyamoto then, said, "I want Super Mario sixty four to not have load times." So yep, cartridge it is, bitches. That, and and he, Fortingard's right. That is literally what it came down to. Was they knew Nintendo knew, unlike now, <clears throat> that their launch software would be, especially being a Mario game, would be the strongest way to move that console. So in defiance of Square, which I love to think of it as Nintendo just was plotting to fuck over Square, which is hardly the case, they said it would remain a cartridge platform. Square then announced on January 12th, 1996, it would be opting for the Sony PlayStation as its exclusive platform due to the expanse of CD-ROM data capacity. Capacity. I couldn't tell if that was at uh, CES, but it sounds like it might have been. I think there was still a winter CES because E3 was brand new. Uh, the game featured minor 3D models that were predominantly CGI cutscenes. Uh, uh, this is the game itself. Uh, and flat pre-rendered backgrounds. Think Donkey Kong Country or Resident Evil. It required 120 full-time artists, nearly two years of development, and cr- cost approximately $45 million. $30 million of which was on art assets and cutscenes alone. And was one of the most expensive games of all time. Um, this was also sig- significant because, yeah, because Final Fantasy VII. What cracks me up more is when you hear forty-five million, and when you adjust that for inflation, it's still only sixty million. That's pretty low for what it was. You know what I mean? Especially for for what it was to the industry at the time. So, 
it's pretty crazy um, that that it, they were still keeping development costs pretty low. Uh, Final Fantasy VII ushered the JRPG trend in America, which never quite caught on in the SNES era. Now, since none of you are Americans, <laughs> you can't really vouch for this. But, you know, in true, I would say JRPGs were still pretty niche titles. And everyone and their brother wanted Final Fantasy VII. And I really think that the uh, the cyberpunk look ushered that in. Um, the PS2 was more the heyday of the JRPG. Well, I mean... Not in America, I wouldn't say. <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, they may have had more, especially if you imported. Um, and there was a ton. I mean, you're right there. But I don't know, man. Chrono Trigger, or sorry, Chrono Cro- with Chrono Cross, Suikoden. Suikoden got its start. You had Ark the Lad. You had the Mana series really become, you know, kind of mainstream. You had all the Legend of Dragoon. I mean, the, the list goes on and go- on and on. Zeno no, I mean more that uh, the PS2 was when they were produced in the largest quantities. Oh, yeah, I guess I would I guess I would say that. But this is where JRPGs became a viable kind of... The it RPG as a whole became a viable. I was a strapping young lad playing these fantasy games. Yes! <laughs> Well, I will tell you, most people, like, it's hilarious how Dragon Quest got completely ignored 1 through 4, which were all available in America on the NES. And mm-hmm. then uh, they skipped over 5, and I think it's 6. Is it 6 or 7 that's on the PS1? I think it's 6. It's 6. And everybody mm-hmm. bought that up, you know. And obviously Final Fantasy, uh, you know, 4 and 6, which were 2 and 3 in America, they were bought somewhat regularly. Um, but they they were still, I don't know. I still feel that that the the RPG really took off in America thanks to Final Fantasy VII. Um, but uh, it also gave way to the re-release of five of the six previous Final Fantasy games, which is all but three, and a port of Chrono Trigger, which, by the way, are all god awful in in English. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I I question that because I think Jam will be the first to tell me, and maybe. Maybe you guys as well. Um, that uh, that those are serviceable ports. I don't know. You guys tell me. When you're a kid, sure. Okay. What the fuck do you know about games? Then <laughs> I just heard the load times are just brutal. Yeah, and there's also like anime bullshit that's like. Eh? Yeah. Well, Why there the you fuck go. Said there? Some people really like the anime stuff, but uh, I'll save it for my uh, my lunar <laughs> games. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, and then obviously future titles and offshoots uh, became exclusive to the Sony platform. So Sony really got an all-in-one, right? The Final Fantasy fans yeah. had everything they needed on the PlayStation 1. Um, the game was three discs and weighs in at a massive 1.3 gigabytes of total data on the PS1 being broken into three separate CDs. Although CD3, I think, is like 20 megs. Uh, it's <laughs> tiny. You basically just pop it in and go fight Sephiroth. <laughs> but, well, there's uh, also like the uh, a lot uh, of the side content, like mm. the uh, weapon bosses. Yes, you're very correct. Asshole of the desert and asshole of the sea. Yes, all your grinding and your what? Yeah, because that's where you go get the two uh, main gems. I apologize for not remembering them right now. Right, ruby and emerald. Thank yeah. you. Okay, yeah, that's where that's where those come in, and that's where the brunt of your your playtime will kind of go in, especially near near the end. Um, Megatron's also mentioning Sega Saturn. Yeah, I mean a lot of the P, uh, the the RPG games. But Megatron's weird though. Well, he's <laughs> he's European. <laughs> Racist. 
No, I mean, that's his basis. It just depends. I think the Saturn was more prominent in Europe, right? Because you guys, did you guys even get a PAL version? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, that that shows. Okay, now I'm racist. But uh, <laughs> did that system exist to you guys over there? I just yeah. assumed that most people in Europe who got Saturn. Gosh darn shucks. <laughs> I don't know shit. But all Let's right. Do computers, right? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, the the original. Okay, so here's the differences in the versions. The original Japanese release differs from the other versions because they didn't quite know how to do, what to do with. Uh, the difficulty. Am I correct in you guys' sentiments with saying that pretty much Final Fantasy VII is like the easiest of the series or close to it? It was definitely easier than the ones that came before it. It's yep. definitely the easiest. Okay. Other than like the emerald weapon and the ruby weapon, everything is fucking easy. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. almost insulting, except <laughs> it's... Not that bad of a game, and it's worth playing. And I'm sorry, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I I like Final Fantasy VII. It's it's definitely worth playing. Uh, but we'll... I actually have something I want to say about it, like about the whole like reaction. Uh, I know you you basically started this whole thing thanks to Retronauts, and I remember the episode Retronauts where they talked about Final Fantasy VII and then about uh, 2008 is when Christ Score came out, and. In that episode, basically, I heard the whole podcast, and it's like, they were like, no, we, we didn't like that game as much as we did, right? No, that's that's crazy talk. We didn't. We didn't. I mean, uh, 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 uh-huh. it's, it's more like a fan re- It's like the general internet reaction towards that game, because I remember back when Game Facts mattered, every goddamn fucking year, they had their little stupid pole with their circle jerks. Oh, yes, and it, yes, always, yes. it always went down to, like, Final Fantasy VII versus Ocarina of Time. So people really and got I argue sick that's of people a talking about... overrated game as well. Um, but, uh... It is, it is, it is, except the Nintendo thing, that's a much closed... It's like this closed circulation, so they can just, like, close their ears and be like, no, 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 yeah, no, it's, totally it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, Miyamoto, God, 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 Miyamoto, oh, no, yes, swag. Well, I... You know, I... Uh, okay, continue what you were going to say. Uh, but the thing is, like... And for years, people say, like, oh, that game's aged like crap, it's aged like crap. But then I replayed the PC, I replayed the PC version. It's like, they actually did way more what they had than anyone even believes. Like, uh, like, yeah, like the whole Popeye, man, they, they suck to look at, but they actually do convey a pretty impressive range of expressions in the, the way that scenes are composited. Um, mm-hmm. Also, also the battle models, they don't look as much as dog shit as I thought they would, although they're not as good as the models in 8. Uh, the soundtrack has aged somewhat poorly, that's true. Uh, the translation, a lot of people say it needs a retranslation. It's actually not that bad of a translation. Uh, it actually works pretty well. I don't think it's written that badly. Uh, a lot of people sort of, thanks also to that bullshit movie Advent Children, they sort of like change the characters. Like, Cloud was not that shitty of a character at first. Sephiroth, also, he's been romanticized shit, and then now he's kind of a joke. But in that game, he was actually a pretty effective villain. Oh, uh, like, and, and, there, and there are like these things, like, there are also just these, like, nice pieces of visual storytelling in that game, like, um, there's one thing when you get out of Midgar in the first disc, 
and then you need to like cross this desert. You need a fucking chocobo to get across the desert because there's giant worms that can like destroy you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you cross the desert with the chocobo, and when you enter this cave, in the cave you see this um, one of those worms impaled on the wall by Sephiroth. So it actually does create this somewhat impressive scale of power. It's like, wow, that thing destroyed me, and he crucified it like he's fucking Lad Tepes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and 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 I. You're right. You're right with a lot of the things you said. Um, uh, like in, in meaning that I agree with you with a lot of the things you said. First of all, I did hear the Retronauts too, and I think it's a little bit of sacrilege, um, <clears throat> somewhat of what they said. While while I do trust Jeremy Parrish's judgment, um, I think there was a lot of me too going on there because I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but aside from the people who were really with him from the beginning, few people want to call Jeremy Parrish wrong and things like that. And, and he would be the first to tell you that he doesn't like that. Um, but I agree with you. And the reason I agree with you is because those people all admitted, especially, um, you know, I, I believe it was Bob Mackey and Jeremy and somebody else, but it might not have been, uh, Bob Mackey on that one yet. Uh, but they all played it when it came out. That's where I'm different. I did not play final fantasy seven when it came out. I played it for the first time in 2008 and that was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that was after playing, uh, I played one, two and three on Nintendo and SNES when they came out and then, or no, actually I never played three. I played one and two and then I didn't play three. And then I was going through my like weird phase of like, you know, I'm dating girls and whatnot and I don't have time for a long JRPG. And so I skipped seven. And then once you skip one, it's easy to skip like eight and stuff like that. And so I never played these games and then jumped right into 10-2 was my first one after that. And then right around that time, oh, I decided yeah. to go back. Yeah. Fuck whatever, fuck, fuck whatever they say. That game is great as a guilty pleasure. I completely agree. Well, I like it because my favorite part of these games is the job system. And that's, you I know, kind of a the system a in 10 system. is, 10, 10 had a better combat system. But I generally don't like the active time battle system. I think it's counterproductive to what RPGs are about. It, yeah, I, I can see that to a certain extent. Well, unless it's like Star Ocean, where you're like more mobile. If right. it's just this turn-based game, like, fuck your active time battle system, bitch. What the fuck is this? Parts, of it, want to parts set, of it definitely I, get under my skin. But, I well, want so, to set down the controller and walk away. Oh, no, he's still hitting me. Fuck you. Well, so that's why I... I tend to break down on it because I don't have that nostalgic experience. And we, we kind of all talk about that, right? A lot of this stuff is shrouded in nostalgia. And so I think that's why I feel that Final Fantasy VII is considered this end-all be-all of human existence because a lot of people, it was their first intro into the series or it was a significant part of the series for them. And they played it when it came out. And I can't see how this wouldn't blow your fucking mind when it came out. Like, I, to this day, am impressed with all the stuff that's in six, you know? And seven has a lot going on with it too. But again, at the time that I first played it and there's nothing you can do about your first impression, you only have one chance to make a first impression. And when I made a first impression with it, I was like, this is easy. Some parts are cumbersome. Some parts don't make sense. The, the infinite desert part, you know where I'm talking about is just annoying uh, where you have to just know kind of like the Lynx woods, you know, go right, <laughs> right up, right, right. And if you get lost, then you're lost forever. And it was just very, Annoying. And then you turn into a Stalfos, and <laughs> like yeah, oh wait, that's wrong game. 
Well, but but the point being is, yeah, it's it's it had some problems with it, and it was just it, it wasn't the right time for me, and I wasn't in the right frame of mind for it, and it was really long. Like the end of that game gets real grindy, and so again, oh, yeah. it just left a bad taste in my mouth. But having said that, had I played that when it first came out, I would have a completely different opinion of it. And more importantly, like you said, um, uh, Fortingard, I do appreciate a lot of parts of that that I think people dog down. I don't have too much of an issue with Cloud. I think the graphics looked perfectly fine on a PSP when I played it, and they look even better on the Vita. So I, it's not that big of a deal. I don't care that the cutscene models look nothing like the mid-game models. That's just a, that's, that's a known problem of the time. It's like, you're not allowed to bitch about N64 graphics looking blurry anymore because you just have to accept that's how they are. You can't make that. Really, clear. there's like many games of that era that look way worse. Exactly. And I agree oh, yeah, with you. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, but everyone's got their things. You know, when I recently played Einhander, I was like, oh, that looks really good for PS1 graphics. Einhander. People were like, really? That looks really good for graphics, huh? And I'm like, okay, fucking pick that fight. Radiant uh, Silver Gun looks like garbage, but that's like me, Future Man of 2014. Yeah, exactly. And so, so, and, and what I will definitely back you on is, I don't understand the whole turning Sephiroth into a pussy. That guy was intimidating the whole time I played it, even no, back then. No, it's not so much the pussy thing. It's more that they, like, romanticize the whole thing. Oh, he's so tragic. No, he's not tragic. He's a dick. Yeah, no, he is, fucking like, if you play the Aerith. Like, right the there. Thing is, like, if you play the city, in the city, like, the more, like, actually, this, even the villains don't really take him seriously. Like, you have, like, Kefka, and he's, like, floating around, like, I don't know, fucking Garland, and they're like, yeah, it's Sephiroth, he's doing shit about his mom. So like, who fucking cares about Sephiroth? Let do what he wants to do. Fuck him. Yeah, but haters gonna hate, right? They just... <laughs> <laughs> they just I do you think they could go toe to toe with him even Kefka? I don't think they could. I could be wrong, but anyway, the point being is so so I need to I just wanted to plead my case that I'm not kind of in the me too category. It's more that I have my own things that come into it and let's face it Final Fantasy 7 really gears itself into when you played it and what you were going through. But uh but anyway, actually, since we've been going off for a second, do uh, do you either of you guys want to chime in, uh, Andy or Jam? Do you guys have like, like what 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 was your first impression and, and what is your take on the game? I want to hear Andy's opinion first. I haven't heard him speak since I think the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, my first impression of Final Fantasy VII, right? I I bought this game secondhand from an electronics boutique. I paid thirty four ninety nine for it. Uh, I don't remember what year it was. Probably. 98 I think and I took it all, I bought it because I liked the uh, the pictures on the back of it, literally knew nothing about the game I liked the pictures, I was like that looks cool, took it home, stuck it in got to the first boss, died had to start the game all over again because I didn't bother to save it, because oh. who the fuck saves <laughs> and I was like, this game is shit this is the worst game I've ever played I'm never playing again, put it on the shelf for like 6 months and then my co- my cousin, I remember my cousin came to visit it, and he's like, oh, you've got Final Fantasy VII. That's amazing. It's a great game, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I didn't really like it. Try it. He's like, try it again. And and I was like, but this time I knew, I knew to save things. And I, I, I played that whole game right through. Took, I think it took me 72 hours to beat it the first time, and I absolutely loved it. I've, it's, it's, see, for me, it's the greatest game ever made. 
and nobody has topped it since then. And I don't know that anybody will be able to ever top it for me. Wow. I mean, yeah, and, and uh, again, you're not alone. There is no doubt that Final Fantasy VII is the most pivotal game. Um, it was so then, popular, it gained people uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and denial. <laughs> and then, yeah, for, it was so Avatar, I, so I can't vouch for that. <laughs> anyway. and for, the, for the record, I have to I like it 10 better. as well. Uh-huh. I played it recently as well, so I played it up as recently as last year on the Vita, and it's it's still just as good to me. I can happily um, play it, and it looks it looks fine. No, I wouldn't play it in the PC. All right, you're one of those. Yeah, for I'm those that those do, that... though, it does play in 1080p 60 frames. Uh, I have yeah. no idea how it looks, though. Yeah, no, yeah, I would. It I... Looks serviceable. Okay. Final Fantasy to me belongs on, on a Sony console because of, of that game, especially 7. I will only ever play them on Sony consoles. I will not play them anywhere else. And then yeah, Andy the was taken way. away by the goblins. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, and, and again, I, I do need to point out it's a beloved um, <clears throat> it's a beloved game. Uh, do you guys, now here's my, my true opinion. I think we've seen time and time again with HD remakes that... Uh, while these HD remakes do uh, make it look prettier, um, they don't really change the game, right? One of the biggest complaints I hear about the Splinter Cell trilogy at the, uh, and the uh, Prince of Persia trilogy is that they didn't change the games. And I was like, what did you expect them to do? Devil May Cry 2 still sucks balls on the <laughs> HD collection as much as it did on the PlayStation 2. And no, so it actually sucks even more because oh, really? it still has technical problems. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And again, okay, so sometimes they get worse. But again, the game's going to play the same. I could be wrong, but do you guys really feel, truly feel, that this game benefits from an HD? And if so, why? If you mean like an HD port, then no, because that game has like so many 2D backgrounds that you can't even uphress well, plus let's say the layouts of the. It, and we're gonna put aside all the costs involved because they literally have to make it from the ground up. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely buy it and play it, but I don't know what my reaction to it would be. Like, I don't like the uh, newer versions of what they did to like the characters, like like Emo Cloud. I don't want Emo Cloud. I don't want Emo Cloud. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, you're gonna have to, to embrace the fact that however yeah. they portrayed him, oh, I've embraced children it, is what but he's that doesn't look mean like. they can yeah. kill my spirit. Yeah, like I mean, it would it would was <laughs> a brave heart speech. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, yeah, but no, but I'm yeah, not I mean, disgusting. no, like like I said, yeah, like the the sad reality though, Portengard is they're going to. Uh, uh, it, it's it's absolutely going to be the unfortunate. You no, know, I'm a realist, so I'm gonna hope for the best. <laughs> but uh, how about you guys? Uh, would you guys buy it? Like, let's say I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say the Square Enix tax only has them charging us. Well, you know what they'll do? They'll fucking throw like Advent Children on the Blu-ray because now everything's on Blu-ray <laughs> for both consoles. Yep. So they'll give you Advent Children and Final Fantasy VII HD remake. I would guess for 40, but I could see them just going, you know what? Fuck you. You wanted to do this. This costs so much money to make. 60. So what do you guys you, do? If it? they give you crisis code as well, then yeah, 60 is. Oh, no. Fair. Oh, man. You are asking for the universe. Did you see Actually, the Kingdom Hearts HD collection? It was awesome. It was. It was. Awesome. No, the, the treatment they gave it was, but they didn't give you everything you wanted out of it. No, they they could have well, yeah, you wanted to together. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, they're doing two and burnt by sleep, so it's completely fine with me. Right, right. No, and again, those are also beloved, and they're giving it the right kind of treatment. I'm not saying what they're doing isn't wrong, but the Game reality Club, is, if they remake seven, they'll probably ask sixty bucks for it. So the question yeah. is, or whatever you know in your area MSRP is. So would you drop that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so it is really that what simple. What kind of question is that? What kind of club do you expect me for? <laughs> okay. You, I you, guess I just you know, find it so hard to believe. <laughs> I, I would do it, but I kind of hope they don't do it because I think they would. I it. work on the honor system. I will pay for work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dollar per hour ratio is probably through the roof. Because if you pay 60 bucks for the Final Fantasy VII HD remake, you guys know you're getting Ruby, you're getting Emerald, you're doing everything, right? You, the, you I'm probably going to get like some more shit. Like I'm going to get Omega. I'm going to fight Gax from Crisis Core. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to find everything. Um, That's all awesome to me, though. Okay, so maybe I'm just. I just need to get over myself. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> cheers. Uh, so, okay. So real quick, uh, going back to this and then we'll get into the discussions and stuff. Um, the original Japanese version was, had fewer bosses, so it was considered even easier. It had tons more random battles, which as a persona, as somebody who recently played persona one and two in the last couple of years, games don't need more random battles. Uh, materia swapping nope. limitations and less origin plot after the u.s release this international version came out in japan making it identical to that dem- uh, to that release there was also a perfect guide version that has a fourth disc with map strategies and additional profiles and character plot as well as the international advent pieces limited edition which had a steel case that could disassemble to be a display for the game the PC port released a year later had several bugs and music issues, looked ugly, and didn't even play on Cyrix and AMD machines. The updated Steam version released in 2013 is said to be much more improved and potentially the definitive way to play the game today. It is. And yes. I figured you would vouch for that. So and, uh, I would utterly disagree. <laughs> you like to disagree? Okay, Grandpa. Okay, fine. No, no, no hold Drink on. Some hold iron on. I want to hear him out. Okay. Well, I, I would say these days play... These games are absolutely perfect, Navita. Perfect. I yeah. would tend to agree Definitely. with the Vita thing if you're not wanting to sit down. I do still think, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. I do feel like I'm on the on the minority on this. Uh, the minority on this. Speaking <laughs> is easy. Um, I don't like playing Vita games at home, and I don't like trying to make PC games portable. Like I don't like playing PC games on laptops, and I don't like playing Vita games on my couch. I know that's weird. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's the way I am. So if I play the Vita game, I want to play it on the go. If I play the PC game, I want to play it on the couch, which is also a sacrilege. I know I play PC games on the couch with controllers. The PC part I get the the portable like on the couch thing that actually doesn't make sense to me. It might have something. To to do with my two-year-old always taking it from me and i get pissed oh, off yeah, I'm like, the, Fine, play. The, oh so yeah like, flunky. no um but uh but no i'm just I'm kidding i don't have the children's but when the children's well, are around sure. the, the deck goes in the pocket and it's not coming out because fuck no the fingers there's like no two-year-olds are boring you have to kill your time somehow anyway um so <laughs> oh, they're, if they're little boys then then no then no, it's like you must... she just wants to play with ponies anyway uh, no but, but no but the little boys you have to power bomb them no you have true. to yeah, and, and crush we, the urge to power bomb my them daughter down has the stairs. no interest in breaking the machine too i'll give her that but uh anyway um all right so i'm probably ill-equipped to do this but i'm going to try to in one paragraph wrap up the plot okay 
Oh God. <laughs> so you's bad and Earth's dying. We're we're gonna be quick. So okay. So instead of doing that speed run micro machine style that I fucked up royally on the original one, on the original Final Fantasy one. Here's how I'm going to put it. Okay, so Cloud leads a re- resistance force, Avalanche. Uh, oh, he's a mercenary. He's not Sorry, the yeah, you're right. He oh. is actually a mercenary along with the Avalanche team, right? Yes. Right? This is why I've got you guys here. Uh, and uh, they are going uh, – this is a team of like uh, – yeah, resistance fronts going after the Shinra Corporation. They're eco-terrorists is- who want to destroy the reactors that like pump the juice out of the earth. Because they pull the planet's I can life do this, energy. You know, I can do the summary for you. Well, okay, but I want to just burn quick through it. So, But you got that down. Okay, so that's what Shinra is. So anyway, the point is uh, – they all team up to take on Shinra. Well, they're all part of this counter-terrorist group, and obviously uh, Cloud is is just a mercenary at the time. Uh, later gives way to Nemesis Sephiroth, who is a multiply-cloned version of Genova, an ancient evil from long ago. Fair? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Eventually, what happens is... Um, now, you guys are going to have to help me with the history of this, because I haven't played this in a while. When does Sephiroth trick Cloud into casting Meteor? Because uh, that's the pivotal point, right? No, the, no, the thing is like... Well, Sephiroth they hunt him down is, for most of the game, but... No, no, the thing is, it starts out in the first disc, they like uh, find out that Sephiroth's actually not dead, because like the backstory has that like, he was, fell into the reactor, and everyone thought he died, but now he's back, and he like kills Rupert Shinra's dad, and then mm-hmm. they're like, oh fuck, we have to hunt him down. Right. Uh, and he's basically, because he has the cells of Genoa inside him, he can like tap into Cloud, and he basically uses uses cloud to find the meteor materia mm-hmm. because meteor is like the ultimate spell that can destroy the planet because Sephiroth's whole plan goal. is that, that he wants to like absorb all the energy from the great wound in the earth to like become like Genova where it's like basically this parasite taking over the whole planet. Right. And, and then there's like Eris who's like the descendant of the Cetra who are like the old, old race who, um, who stopped Genoa at first, but then, like, the Shinra scientist, fucking Hojo, fucking Hojo, he dug out, uh, the, the whole Genoa thing. He did this fucked up Nazi shit, which gave birth to Sephiroth. And then, you laugh, but that's what happened. No, it's totally uh, true. I just love the way and, you say it. No, I just love it how you say it, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, my dry delivery, yes. Uh, so, so then, and then, it's like the whole quest to kill him, but then, then he kills Aerith, and then, and then the crowd's like, no! And yeah. then he falls into the live stream and he's like in a wheelchair and then there's like weird shit with Zephrod fucking with his mind, which is actually really cool. Yeah, no, the scenes are great. I, again, I was just dancing over them. Well, so do you mind if I just wrap it by basically saying, yeah, obviously Aerith is killed. It's a huge task on cloud but then they eventually go after sephiroth and the whole goal here is sephiroth is she they find out that when she died she cast holy which is the only thing to combat meteor um and and potentially protect midgar and sephiroth sephiroth has trapped it and so the the rest of the game is basically taking him out and then at the very end um you know holy is able to cast and therefore protect midgar 
Um, but doesn't when Sephiroth dies, he gets thrown to the live stream. But then they make that fucking movie that looked really good but made no goddamn <laughs> sense but had a really good remastered soundtrack. Uh-huh. And Yoko Shimomura is much better than Nobuo Uematsu. <laughs> the swear box is making money tonight. That's very true. <laughs> I, I agree with you um, up to the UMI. Second papers. But, uh, okay, so does anybody want to add anything pivotal to the plot unless you want to talk about it a little bit later? And I should point out that, uh, yeah, we're definitely not going to get to the PS2 games. However, um, we're probably going to try to wrap this game up in about 8 to 15 minutes. Um, but uh, anyway, real quick, okay, we'll just talk about the battle system because it's pretty basic, right? It's active time battle, as uh, as Fortingard had previously said. Um they use it for timing and puzzle bosses, which is nothing new to the series. Uh, both seven or five and six did it. Honestly, I don't even remember any puzzle bosses because oh, everyone it's just was simple so stuff st- where they're in like shelled stuff. But you're right; they're all easy. So even if you fuck up, you can pretty much win. I would argue that like the eight had more puzzle bosses, and ten definitely. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and we'll definitely talk about those when they come up. But I mean, like it, it's just basic. Basic manipulations of the ATB. Just times when you don't want to attack or you want to defend and things like that. But nothing crazy like in 5 where if you cure a boss, it kills him or anything like that. Well, the thing about um, about Seven's whole combat system is that um, the characters are basically the same except for their overdrives and the way their weapons act. But otherwise, their abilities are entirely based around the... Um, Materia system, so anyone could be anyone. That's true, and and again, I think that's what I like the most about the materia system. Um, I I liked that everyone was versatile. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was all the weird rationing and whatnot. And I went into eight knowing or seven knowing that Eris. Uh, by the way, there's talk in the chat Eris. about it, so I'll talk about it. Her name is Aerith in America, uh, and, and in English, A-E-R-I-T-H, but her actual name's supposed to be Aerith. Uh, it's just that the, the translation, uh, you know, I mean, I guess we'll get into it later if you guys want to, but no, we don't the, need to the localization is God, no. absolutely terrible, and we'll just write it off as that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I did like the materia system. I like how it, I, I, I likened it to the job He's system, drunk. but it's not really the job system. It just makes uh-huh. every character very versatile. But it is kind of based off of weapons and armor uh, because of the slots and then the materials you've collected. And then uh, the only other thing I put was the hilarious, gorgeous summons that take up tons of time. Each summon of Knights of the Round is approximately uh-huh. 2 minutes and 20 seconds of unskippable cutscene, which makes the Sephiroth final battle about, what, 4 hours because long? Because Sephiroth's like... <laughs> Supernova. Well, because he, yeah, doesn't he yeah. fire off his own? Is that Supernova? Is that what he fires off? Yeah, that's what he fires yeah, off. Yeah, so you guys are just taking turns, and then you just go fucking make a sandwich between each one. See, see, today, like, I fought him with, like, Cloud level 999, and, like, he has, like, the four-time cut, so basically I didn't fire off a single summon, just, like, bash, 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 die, Fabio, die! <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, so um, again, I think the materia system was the coolest part of this, aside from uh, you know the plot, which I guess we'll get to in a minute, like our opinions of the plot. But uh, did any of you guys, especially uh, Andy or Jam, want to contribute anything else to what we talked about here, or do you want to just start delving into the nitty gritty of the game? And uh, nope, you're all good. 
Okay, Jam? I like the blocky graphics in Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I said it. I gotta be honest with you, I like the Jaggies. They're kind of fun do, for yeah. me. Uh, so, <clears throat> no, no anti-aliasing for this guy. Uh, I want. I don't even want blur. I want. I just want straight fucking razor sharp, crispy, <laughs> crunchy like a bag of Captain Crunch. Um, I was genuinely upset when Final Fantasy VIII was more realistic looking. I was like, oh. Final Fantasy VIII <laughs> smoothed out the edges, which <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely talk about. But uh, um, so I guess we should talk about uh, the one thing I definitely want to mention, which uh, which is something that was brought up uh, in the chat already. Uh, I believe by Tiger Claw is. So who was affected by Aerith's death when it first nope. hit? And I don't mean you had to ball like a bitch with a skin knee or anything. I just mean like did – I mean it was a very effective scene. Uh, it sucked. I, I, I am the worst person. I went into it knowing she was going to die and I didn't want to fuck up like any of my class systems or wasting leveling or materia or anything. So I literally labeled her you gonna die. And that was her name I the whole time her, I played this I labeled, one. I labeled her uh, spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. But even when it happens, it's it's a real tough scene. Like it's yeah. if you are invested in the story at all, and I would argue that most of us here pretty much are. Um Oh I know I knew what's what I'm getting into, so I knew it was coming. So it's like more looking at it from like the way it's presented to me, and it's actually pretty well presented. Mm-hmm. Um that uh, although I will say this, Final Fantasy Four is probably the most shocking one to me because like half of your party by the end of the game is yeah. dead. Yeah, that's 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 got the most tragic ending. It's the that's it's the, the fucking, fucking Hamlet ending. Or, or is it Macbeth? It's the Macbeth ending. <laughs> no, it's no. It's well, Hamlet. Hamlet, is there, Hamlet. Hamlet. Hamlet is everyone. Though, yeah, though. Hamlet is. Yeah, it felt kind of like that at the end, but. But I do think it was it was pivotal. And, I mean, there are some people who justifiably say, you know, that, like, it broke them. You know, they cried. They freaked out. They had to take – I never understood back. them, but it's like, that's better than you snarking at me, you little bitch. <laughs> I am the danger. Well, and Kassin saying, uh, I, I, had no, I didn't know she was going to die so early, so I gave her the best armor, frowny face. Yeah, I was the same. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so but you still keep all the materia and the items you gave her, so it's like, who cares? Yeah, but you're, you're, grinding, you bring though. her in the party, you know, I, yeah. she doesn't even, like, for, for some unknown reason, I kept fighting with her the first time through, because I was like, how different could it really be? But no, 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 no. I just did it to, like, get the Steam achievement for getting, the, like, the last limit break for her, except it didn't work. Because <laughs> like in the in the home stretch, there was just not enough encounters to for me to like get it. Well, it was sad. <laughs> I uh, I I have to say, like uh, like it was. Oh, and and people were people are discussing some interesting stuff. Like <laughs> I guess I don't know if Eris was the name. Apparently, it was in the original PC version. I don't know if it's been changed in the Steam version. Fortingard, do you know? Is it Aerith or Eris? They're not letting that go. The oh, spoiler to me, so I forgot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I, I also thought there was a possibility you played it in Japanese, so I don't know. But uh... no, no, I would, but it's uh, a PC version. <laughs> Cheers. Uh... Plus, plus, Square Enix are not Atlas. They don't want me to have my Jim Chong right. Nicknongs. Yes, I'm aware of that. Um... 
but uh, but and then people are talking about it. Uh, some people for some people is their first experience with permadeath, uh, which I totally get. Mm. Um, for me, mm. it was Fire Emblem, but uh, that's a easy one to have been my first experience. I should point out I that had a game way more heartbreaking though. Yeah, no. well, yeah. Well, because like no. <laughs> well, when I played Fire Emblem for the first time on GameCube, and so you know, again, it was uh, it was only because I didn't play Final Fantasy when I should have. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I again, I thought it was it was pretty major. Um, it's still this. It, it's still that thing where you're like, here we go. You know, the the. Getting you know worked over by seven oiled up men in a in a massage oh, parlor God. didn't stick with me. Um, no pun intended. Looks like it's tanned or out. <laughs> and some of the oh no, I made other... a bad game. Oh, and dressing up like a girl and being yeah. someone's mm-hmm. geisha didn't affect me. Even th- even though they don't actually like say what it is, it's very obvious what the fuck this is. Mm-hmm. So in like... fact game well and, and what in, is this and in fact i i think we should talk about that this was uh you know a lot of people we talked you know we talked about it on the playstation episode where i talked about it on the playstation episode where the playstation was kind of the first place where you started seeing marketing towards adults and i don't know if that's because of that or if it's because square always wanted it in there and nintendo censored it out but uh, this was kind of the first time we saw some mature themes and especially as fortengard talked about in the very beginning some religious themes heavily involved in the final fantasy series they've always been there but they've been censored in america sorry yes you're right regionally well they were censored in america well well for one um uh there is this thing i once heard that kitase he made this game and wrote the story sort of influenced by the fact that his mom had died around that time so that's some argue that's where some of the edible shit with sephiroth comes from and the anguish I don't know how real that is, but that's an interesting theory. Uh, and uh, as far as like the whole religious thing, well, this is around the same time that the Japanese had their little TV series called um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. See, oh, I'm sorry. Is, like, Am I supposed to know that series? Who? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to scream at you. I liked it the first. Or I liked it the second time when it was called. Uh, oh, if only I could remember the name. What's the new fucking Robert? Uh, the the Mech movie with Guillermo del Pacific Toro. Rim. Yeah. See, I love Pacific Rim, but that's not an argument we're going to get into right now. No, no, no. But no, but the thing is, but the point is, you're talking about yes. No, but the point is that the whole like. Christian mythologies, they use it like we use Norse. Like, we don't, they don't really understand the symbolism, but they just think it the same way I think about where it's like, you know, some of this Old Testament shit is kind of cool. So the Sephiroth, the Sephiroth is like based off of like the, the, like the Tree of Life, and eh, but it's completely pointless and probably fucking wrong if you show it to my professor, but it's like, who cares? <laughs> but i don't know i i just remember i just remember seeing a lot of that stuff and uh and obviously with the the number seven in america you know we we thought final fantasy 3 was final fantasy 3 but no it was six so um you know uh, there were a lot of firsts with this game um i don't know uh is there is there any other topics you guys wanted to, i definitely i mean it's a it's a very pivotal game it just wasn't that pivotal for me so i definitely think if there's anything you wanted to bring up especially you know uh that's significant for it i think we should 
Omegatron wants to mention um, Biggs and Wedge in the game, which is kind of a staple in every Final Weren't Biggs and Wedge six, though? Yeah, they're they in were. six as well. They're think, in every. They're in I think they might have been before. They might have oh, been okay. before. Maybe. Okay. I don't even remember who. Oh, yeah, there were like members of Avalanche who might have died, might have not died, but they didn't matter. Yeah, Biggs and Wedge in 7 were in Avalanche. They're right at the beginning. Um, but in every... I don't know when they started, but it's a, it's a Star Wars reference. Um, yeah, Yo, yeah. I know that. Oh, no, Biggs and Wedge are, uh, are you know, Luke's... Uh, uh, I think X-wing. Luke's Red 5. <laughs> it's it's Red 2 and Red 6, I think, are Biggs and Wedge. They're his 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 homies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so No, Red 6 is Jack Porkins, I remember. Anyway, uh, sorry, I'm I'm Star Wars geeking out here. We don't need to do that, but uh, but yeah, not enough Japan, not satisfied. <laughs> but but Biggs and Wedge, yeah, they. I mean, I I love this Star Wars, the continued Star Wars connections. But uh, you know, I don't know. I just remember, uh, especially the first third of that game, being just really kind of like more of a trip and a journey, um, because the gameplay was very similar, but the world was very different. And what do you guys think about like the weird stuff they did, like the motorcycle the- scene and the snowboarding scene and chocobo racing? And I was about to mention that. Actually, Chocobos yeah. can go fuck themselves. They do <laughs> actually. That's kind of the, how you get the golden chocobo. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> or you don't because right. you have too much self-respect. Goddamn chickens! No. So what did you guys think of the the mini games? I quite like them. I enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a nice way to break the game up, like because I mean, there's a, there's a lot of grinding involved in there, and it's, it's a lot of battling. So it's a nice way to add something different in. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting because you didn't, you don't see Square take a lot of risks uh, mm-hmm. since Final Fantasy II, really. And I, I think that having action sequences is risky, right? RPG people yeah. don't tend to perform very well <laughs> in snowboarding games. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's interesting thing. that they kind of took them out when it comes to eight, essentially, and they were, the ones they did put in were shit. Oh, oh God. Because yeah. yeah, everyone's a Magic the Gathering card geek, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't need to play the Magic the Gathering one, but there are some that they like integrated in like eights, like whole story mode that sucked. Yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. But, uh, Should we move on to eight? I don't know. You guys ready to move on? You want to move on? I'm done. All yep. right. All right. Final Fantasy VIII. Here we go. Released on February 11th, 1999 in Japan. September 9th, 1999 in the U.S. And October 27th, 1999 in Europe, Australia. PC version on December 31st, 1999. What an odd day to release. And the Steam version... December 5th of last year, uh, in America at least. Uh, fastest selling Final Fantasy game in America, gathering $50 million in 13 weeks alone. And although blowing away the visuals of Final Fantasy VIII, the junction system, which I'm sure we'll get into, was heavily <laughs> criticized. Lifetime sales, approximately 8.15 million units. Sakaguchi returns as uh, producer, Kitase as director, Nojima does the scenarios, Tetsuya Nomura does the characters, which is significant for this game, which we'll talk about. But he was the character designer for all the PS1 games, 7, 8, 9. And of course, Uematsu does the composing. 
Uh, development aside from the Neo Future concept, there was this childhood camaraderie that no- Nojima and Kitase wanted to capture, and thus the military school theme was created. If you guys don't know, it starts up on a military academy. Did everybody here play it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, in focusing on character development, internal dialogues and body language played a key role in development and design. Typical, typically, Except Squall is garbage. <laughs> he is a human oh, piece of garbage. Oh, the debate of Squall. Okay, hold on. We'll have this out in a sec. But <laughs> Typically, Final Fantasy games, the on-screen players are scaled down, whereas cutscenes, they are inconsistently to scale. In Final Fantasy VIII, Kitase kept all characters in realistic proportions and a consistent scale between in-game and cutscene. A largely European-centric design for the areas assisted in making the game look more realistic as well. Due to the character-centric plot, and there is much of it, storylines and costume designs were consistently altered, resulting in the final product and plot that differs largely from the original pre-dev work. This game looks fucking significantly better than Final Fantasy VII. I have to say it is a testament to what those boys can do with a couple short years on the same hardware. Would you guys agree? That game is visually quite beautiful for the system it ran on. Uh, and it's so impressive my... because Seven was such a big deal when it came out. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it never... still looks great on PC, actually. I bet it does. It looks yeah. pretty good in the Vita as well. The, the only place that I would say that it kind of falls down is the world map. Uh, I don't oh, think the yeah. world... For, for me, the world map looks absolute shit. Even And I think uh, Seven's world map looked better. It's like boring, uh, it? I would disagree. It, it, it looks slightly better than the Seven one, but that's because it just had, like... But it looks worse in comparison to the game when you're in actual areas. Uh, I would say that this one is definitely the best on PC because they did one good thing for you, the player. And that's the thing, like, Final Fantasy VII had that thing where you can, like, connect your Spurious account and get, like, 99 level ones, like, who cares? In this one, they <laughs> give you full junctions, so it saves you goddamn time. Ah, so it's like a cheap package. <clears throat> no, it's for people who have things to do other than cry and eat and then play this dog shit. No, it's not dog shit. It's just, I just hate school. It's, okay. it's, a, short, it's a shortcut pack. So a cheat. It's a cheat. It's not the way well, to play yeah, the game. Well, yeah, but aren't you a busy man, Andy? <laughs> Everyone's a busy man. There's always well, yeah, Final Fantasy. <laughs> but Final Fantasy has never cared about your free time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. says hi. Welcome yeah. to my 20-hour... Uh, tutorial. Uh, <laughs> uh, and 14 oh, says your time is even less important than your money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 14's a good game. Don't get me wrong. I had fun with the like 10 hours I put into it. But still, Jesus, Final Fantasy has never cared about your time. I, I'm going to have to say that. And, and I thought Advanced would change, or not va- Advanced Tactics would change that. No. Um, and so I think everyone should keep that in mind. Like Final Fantasy games... The first one is 40 hours. It's a mm-hmm. fucking game. <laughs> uh, they, <laughs> they, are, they are definitely full of content. Um, so let's have it. Well, the plot's pretty basic also, and I think the significant part about this and kind of why I like this game a lot is because um, 
and I'm, I might be the controversial one. I'll tell you at the end of the show how which one's my favorite out of these. But um, Final Fantasy VIII is very character-centric. In fact, the characters and their side stories are much more important than the main plot, in my opinion. Would you guys agree? Uh, well, that's yeah. because the plot doesn't make sense. Well, the plot's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> yeah they, they do a lot of time stuff, and, and does your memory... What is it? Your memory focus or whatever? We totally forgot that we grew up in an orphanage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, well, that was because right. of the GFs, though. That was the GFs yeah. that made them forget. Yeah, yeah, the girlfriends drugged them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, well, real quick. So the basic concept is Squall is a, is a graduating mili- military academy uh, and complete douchebag. There we go, and we'll have it out with the Squall thing in a second. Uh, who learns that an evil uh, or no? And at about the same time that he's graduating, in fact, it might be the day of graduation. Uh, they learn of the evil sorceress named Edia, who is responsible for discord across the land after a failed attempt on her life, which does happen in the beginning of the game. The team splits half in the past to alter the present through these quote-unquote flashbacks and the other half remaining in the present. It is also learned that Edia is assisting a future sorceress known as Ultimacia. Jesus Christ, who wrote, who wrote her name. That's like unobtainium. Anyway, who wants to compress time into a single moment, i.e. pretty much bring on the end of the world. Once she's defeated, we discover that at the last moment she goes back in time because, of course, she does to give her powers to Edia <clears throat> or Edia. Squall travels back in time, informs Edia of these of the consequences of what will happen, and prevents the events uh, leading up to the end of that from happening. And that's yep. pretty much it. That's There's it. a lot of shit that goes on in between there. I could write about ten pages, but. That's kind of the gist of it, and it takes you sixty some odd hours to get there. <laughs> twenty oh, at least. Twenty at least. <clears throat> you spend junction junction. Oh fuck! I use a spell junction. <laughs> uh, okay, and so then your little chim Pokemon. He's like, oh, I need to learn to skill, daddy. It's like, uh. <laughs> okay, so first let's have it out with Squall. So you think Squall's an asshole, right? He is. The, the, the side characters around him are really good, but the yeah. thing about Squall is this fucking douche. This, every single choice, every single goddamn choice he makes in this fucking game is the result of someone endlessly pushing him forward. And, and then it's like, you know, in real life, you would have been abandoned, like, in the first week. They'd be like, yeah, he's a complete turd mm-hmm. and then like a, like a couple of months later oh he hanged himself huh <laughs> okay okay i can see that do you do you even want him to find love at the end <laughs> i'm asking you fortingard <laughs> or do you just not give a fuck because it's just a waste <laughs> of a human being it's like bitch why him okay um <laughs> how about you guys I actually well, sorry. I actually feel like more sympathy towards fucking Cypher because Cypher actually got <laughs> shit done. I'll Cypher got that. shit done. Cypher did get shit done. Um, there are a lot of characters in this game, and I don't think we have time to go through each one. But real quick, um, so so you like so who's your favorite Fortingard? Of the of of the characters, the playable characters. What's there? Eight of them. Uh, fuck, I actually don't... Eight uh, real uh, playable characters? I don't know. They're, it's... 
The fair one? Uh, I don't know. The waifus? I don't know. Larry Butts? Wait, I mean Zell. <laughs> okay. He's basically Larry Butts from Phoenix Wright. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, all right, so so we know Fortingard hates Squall. How about you guys? How do you guys feel about Squall? I did well oh, when I play, first played the game. I had nothing against the against the character. Obviously, then the internet came along, and then <laughs> everybody sort of voiced their opinions right there. Up, <laughs> uh, and um, uh, okay, well, and Andy, yeah, I quite like Squall. He's uh, he's kind of he's kind of a dick at times, but he's he's got the he's got good intentions at heart. Yeah, I fucking uh, like Squall too. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like he's a, he's got a fucking gun blade and a scar on his face, and he looks cool. He wears a he wears a cool badass. He wears a cool badass leather jacket. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. he looks cool. The design is cool, but the character when you actually hear him do shit, it's like. "Mm -hmm." (laughs) I can tell he's gotten under your skin, and there's no convincing you otherwise. And I have no intention of doing so. But uh, (laughs) I don't know. For some reason, I took Squall for face value and kind of accepted it. I guess it's the same thing, though, with Cloud. Like, I never really questioned Cloud's intentions or anything. Or or even, to a certain extent, even side characters. You know, when you start getting into stuff like Barrett or, you know, all that mm. stuff. I, I just, I don't know. I, I guess I just take these characters for face value. I almost liked that the love story worked itself out at the end. Where at least you perceive they did because they kiss. But, um... <clears throat> Squall, but, I'm pregnant. No! <laughs> Well, that, away, like, yeah, that's going to be a much better like side uh, computer, uh, you know, computer animation project. That's the machinima you want to see is when Squall finds out she's pregnant. But uh, but I don't know. Do you guys have any uh, favorite characters? Uh, I I'm not. I don't get too connected to the characters. Even in this one, I just kind of like the branching storylines. But I'm kind of a completionist at heart, so it's just I'm not that invested. But Jam, uh, Andy, anybody you particularly just like. Want to make sure it gets their credit. Oh, you've you've got to give a shout. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to give a shout to Renoa. Renoa is uh, Renoa's my favorite character in this game by miles. Gotcha. She's. Uh, um, I, I just I want to make a real. <laughs> yeah, I I would love to date Renoa. I'm all, I'm yeah. all about that. Yeah, she's uh yeah, yeah I'm in for that. Yeah, we'll we'll start a Kickstarter, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> The weird science uh, (laughs) We can make her real with a Barbie doll and some underwear on her head. Uh, (laughs) Uh, How about you, Jim? You got a... uh, Why don't people understand my intentions? I do love love her description too, Renoa. A beautiful and spirited young woman who abandoned a privileged lifestyle to join the resistance movement. Owns a pet dog, Angelo. <laughs> but, uh, Jam, is there anybody you'd like to uh, give a shout-out to? Well, I quite like the characters. Um, you, you guys remember, well, the guys, those that played it also in the chat, the bit where you have those dream segments and you play as Laguna and his little oh. cronies. I yeah. thought those guys are badass. You're insane. You're insane, Jam. Those what? guys. No, Lagoon oh, is the is the oh writer. God. I love he's him. Anyone, Are you kidding me? He's anyone that's sensible no. and has a gun. Laguna <laughs> <So, laughs> is cooler than Squall. At least he had shit done. At least he had emotions. Oh, you you know like that 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 whole bit of the game nearly made me stop playing it. Like because you had to keep going back to Laguna. I did not want to be those guys. I wanted to be badass Squall and Renoa and all the rest of them. I wanted I'd, to be emotionless, Ponson McIntyre, Green fulfillment bullshit. <laughs> 
I never wanted to go back in time and play some long-haired hippie writer guy with the <laughs> carry gun and don't no, no, it wasn't for me. <laughs> well, well um, I just thought I mentioned them because they were probably be easily exempt from this conversation. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean Laguna is a, a pretty side character, but yeah, I see, I see the draw. He, I, I liked him. He was, yeah. he was, a, he was, he was what he needed to be at the time. Okay, so feelings for the characters aside, let's jump into this uh, controversial uh, junction system. So I'm going to make it kind of short and sweet, and then we'll let you guys branch out from here. But basically, magic and magic points are no longer part of the leveling or limited resource; they are instead drawn from random battles in the world. Leveling is limited to only 1,000 XP per level, but the increases are minimal, and instead it relies on the junction system, weapons slash armor, guardian forces, and the uh, triple triad game uh, kind of to to stat boost. Uh, the predominance of this is the junction system, which allows you to add stats, effects to your weapons and armor, draw magic power and spells from enemies instead of attacking. You know what? I would spoonie fuck this game. <laughs> okay, you hold just, on. Let me. You just mentioned all of it, and now I suddenly. Well, no, like there were a couple more. It's like no. There were a couple more. There's the there's uh, the guardian forces, which are your chimpokomon, as you put it, which is totally perfect. I actually like the guardian forces. They're all right. They're your your teammate summons, but they're they're very complex in all their combinations and effects and. Well, they're not as good as the summons in ten. Yeah, I mean, I see that one. Well, yeah, yeah but that's easily competed in hindsight but uh um then there's triple triad does anybody like the card mini game yep it's actually not bad yeah yeah i think it's all right i think it worked out um, until they changed the rules later on of course it changed the rules <laughs> yeah. if you had the right guidebook you uh well it, actually it didn't change the rules if you knew what towns to avoid you came to the wrong neighborhood, motherfucker. It's time to <laughs> d- 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 duel. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are saying, but you know what? Game facts can be your friend, and fuck anybody who thinks that uh, you know Dark Souls should be beaten without a, a strategy guide of any kind. Um, <laughs> but uh, and uh, and then there's of course uh, the uh, the limit breaks, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of are like the devastating attacks from Final Fantasy VI. Um, unlike six, though, uh, they can be used continually, and you don't have to use them. So, um, yeah, alas, you cannot suplex a train. <laughs> That's oh. right. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite scenes in Final Fantasy VI, by the way, is when you suplex the ghost train. Um, but uh, yeah, so. And enemies, for the most part, are level-specific. So unlike other games where they were just flat enemies that had stats or range of stats, they were kind of leveled as you were, but of course there were the areas where they were always the same stat. Uh, so it's like Skyrim, but slightly less stupid. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, so... So, who fucking hated the junction system? Raise your hand. Me? Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I found this, uh, almost unplayable without a guide to really make the most of it. Really? I felt, yeah. <laughs> well, like you weren't difficulty gated really, but I didn't feel as carefree and the anxiety I had over whether or not I was doing the right combinations and I was screwing myself permanently was too much. And I, I kind of <laughs> felt the same way about Final Fantasy V though, to my credit. So like mm. if you go through the library, and again, this is referencing back, but if you go through the library and not learn Death 5, 
that makes Final Fantasy V a much harder game. <laughs> so it, it's the same thing. You can you can literally go through areas and miss uh, spells and things like that. Oh, Megatron's asking what's wrong with guides. Nothing, but some people are like, real men don't use guides. Well, fine, then I'll be here with the pussy. I actually have the Rock in chat. He's my friend Mark. And he plays Dark Souls without a guide, and then he complains about how hard it is. I'm like, you fucking pleb. <laughs> You don't again. You can do it. I just don't think it's very good. You, you can't do it, but the thing is, like, it's not enough that I succeed. It's just that others fail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and and again, in this game, I needed the charts. I needed to know when there were important spells that I definitely needed to pick up, and there were only certain areas you could find certain spells. It's kind of like with Materia, right? In seven, but seven was a lot easier. I felt. So yeah. you, you didn't get boss-gated or meat-gated, shall I say. And there were some times in this game where you didn't want to play, you know, triple triad in this town. Or you didn't want, you wanted to make sure you picked up the spell. And there are certain spells that, again, you can get fine, you can get by just fine without it. But why would you want to? <laughs> And so, uh, I don't know. I felt that way. And especially whenever I'm investing into something for as long as I would in the aforementioned Dark Souls and definitely, um, you know, these Final Fantasy games, I just don't see... I, I, I just don't see why. I don't see why you wouldn't play this with a guide. I highly recommend people do it. The The Game Facts guide is fantastic. The one that was written in 06. And, uh, and, and it does a, a great job of summing everything up and, uh, you don't have to, it doesn't even spoil if you don't want it to. So anyway, well, I mean, uh, if, see, see if you just worked out early on for it, just draw from every single enemy that you come across, then you, you'd be fine and forget all social life. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. that's the problem, right? That elongates that game significantly and grinding. Um, did, did anybody mm. play final fantasy two? Mm, yep. Yes, well. I, did. Yeah. I did. I did. Okay. You know how you kind of get caught up in that and making sure every person knows everything, and the next thing you know, you are in the first town and you're you're like thirty hours in, and you've you've like been moving at such a snail's pace because what you don't know is if you just moved into the next area, and just had the balls to move on, you'd be fine, you know, and you'd you'd move up much faster. So, I don't know. I, I just, actually. This is more about, like, 10. I beat 10 yesterday. I did, like, a ton of hours in the side content. Then I went to, like, the final dungeon. Every boss died in free hits. Because mm -hmm. everyone was so absurdly strong that, like, Aaron could just fucking bench Sin on his own. <laughs> the whole world, the whole world, is back. Uh oh, no, you're breaking up a little bit, Fortingard, but... Hello? Mm -hmm. okay. I'm still here. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I Like I said, I, I, I just... Kind of like what you said earlier, Fortingard, with like the leveling and stuff. I just... I don't have the time. But I do want to put in my due. And so this kind of gets me the closest to those two things. Uh, but, well, but, you know, again, I'm sure many of you didn't play with a guide. And it's perfectly playable that way. As long as you... Remember that you have to waste a turn drawing. I like Just, to become overpowered in these games. Like, it's my own reward to myself. So, <laughs> that, that's just what I like. I like 
being able to bench bosses and see them driven before me and then hear the lamentation of the women. <laughs> Thanks, Conan. <laughs> you know, I actually quite like just drawing in this game, just sitting and drawing. Like you, you, you could get into a loop where you could draw like hundred spells for each character from one monster, and just you could disable their power, whatever it was, like from defensive spells, like silence and blind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you could just draw like a hundred of whatever spell it was you wanted from them before you went eventually went and killed them. And I think it's actually quite therapeutic doing that, just sitting, drawing, and drawing over and over. <laughs> For a repetitive action. No, the junction system, I like the way you junction the characters. That's an interesting mm-hmm. system. It has a lot of customization. I just don't like the fact that when I use the spell, I have to redraw it. That's the only part that I don't like yeah. about it, but it can take your fucking time. My time is yeah. precious. I could be crying and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And drawing. You can be crying, drinking, <laughs> yeah. and drawing. That almost sounds like a band name, um, but uh, but yeah, no, no, no that's I, my artist friends. <laughs> You're I, insensitive. But I do, I do agree with you. Like I, I found this game more enjoyable at the time with a guide. But again, this game is entirely playable without it. Um, it's not that hard. I, I might have overplayed its difficulty a little bit there, um, but. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I, I found what made it hard was um, that you ended up with Squall being like way, way leveled above everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like you, like yeah. the last the last time I played, I had Squall at like level fifty, and then you've got like Selfie at level eighteen. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. That's Squall just, just blew everyone away. But 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 the thing is, like the levels, the raw levels don't actually matter. It's more about the magic. So if you have enough magic stock, then doesn't actually yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are we done? Uh, yeah. Does anybody want to say anything else about eight? I know everyone wanted us to spend a very short period of time on it, but <laughs> maybe I'm a lion. You, you didn't really have to draw lots of magic. You could because of, because of the card battling game, you were able to sort of convert cards to magic. That was an alternative. Oh yeah, you could definitely step up. Oh, all right. I'm sorry, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah, so it's basically Sophia's choice with your time. Which baby do you want? <laughs> Funny, but totally true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on to uh, nine then, if nobody cares. Are we good? Hey, like, About nine? Nines? Yeah, let's get on to nine. We can skip to ten. Yeah, ten is great. <laughs> no, we can <laughs> best. Sorry, Fortingard, you're gonna to have to come back another day for the for the PS2 games. Um, Sorry, this yeah. is like my sick ass evil Kekaku. Kekaku is fine in Japanese. Oh, fantastic! Okay, well then let's <laughs> let's continue along with your evil Kekaku. Uh, uh, okay, so Final Fantasy IX came out only a year later, July seventh, two thousand, in Japan. It came out. Uh, actually pretty cool. Uh, it came out um, November thirteenth in U.S. Two, November thirteenth, two thousand in the U.S. and February sixteenth, two thousand and one in uh, Europe and Australia. Uh, of course, it is part nine. Um, and let's go through the usual suspects. You're going to find all these PS one games have the same setup. Okay, here we go. Uh, produced by Sakaguchi yet again. Um, Hiroyuki Etu is the director. 
I'm wanting to remember. Do you, does anybody, yeah, it's I T O U. I think. It. I uh, no. It too. What the fuck? I know. Ito. Right? Ito is a common. I know Ito, but yeah, it's not him. Uh, yeah, hmm. I don't. Anyway, Hiroyuki. Yeah, I T O U. Ito. Hmm. I'm not familiar with him, but I'll, I'll look him up oh. in a sec. Um, and then uh, let's see. Uematsu, of course, comes back for the original score. Um, and uh, Hashimoto also works as the main producer. I don't know him either. Anyway. Um, Yusuke Hashimoto? What? Or no? Uh, Hashimoto, he circles around this thing. There was a guy who like does shit at Square Enix, but he's not great. Yeah, he might have been in the background trying to see. He might be one of those assholes who delivered onto us that shirt known as like 13. (laughs) Possibly. Yeah, I was not, I was none too pleased with 13. It's him and that dick ass fucking Toriyama and his fucking wife. Ah, Akira Toriyama. Okay. No, not him. Not him. Matomo oh, Matomi Toriyana? Okay, yeah, yeah. Akira is like the Dragon Ball Z guy, and he just lives in Nagoya and does nothing. But rakes in tons of money every time Dragon Ball's on TV. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> well, his children are going to make money out of Dragon Ball, but don't you dare talk shit about Dragon Ball, because that's my jam, <laughs> son. Dragon Ball. Cheers. <laughs> All right, so, jumping into nine. Uh, this is the... Uh, the pivotal, uh, the, the apex of the PS one versions, uh, but not necessarily in content. I know it's very beloved though. I can already see that. Actually, it's more like this loving tribute to the ones that you like. Yes. And so this was a return to form for the series. Um, on your easy there, grandpa. You don't want to break your bones. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Uh, I, I, yeah. This is not my favorite one, though. Eight is surprisingly my favorite of the three, uh, <laughs> if I must reveal that. Um, I'd go seven, nine, eight. Yeah? Okay. Okay. And and I'm sure that's probably the popular opinion, actually. Um, so development stories? There really are none. They kept this one pretty much under wraps. Um, as far as I know, there's there's no known big you know story of the development of it um it it, it came out like a year afterwards it was uh, extremely traditional and obviously had a a completely different team from square but uh it definitely borrowed heavily from as you guys had said uh the previous game is the previous games in the series the early games of the series Um, especially six yes yes the esper system like the main guy like the main guy he's a lot like uh terra yeah, and uh, and the bad guy is sort of like a reworking of uh, Kafka, except he's the f- more of a gimp and not fucking scary like Kafka was. Well, <laughs> well, uh, Kafka and, was scary and, if you feared Kabuki. No, he's scary if you fear clowns. And I fear both equally. So that <laughs> no, Kabuki totally doesn't sense. scare me because I learned about it. It's like yes, yeah, well, yes, and I studied it as well. the 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 art form itself doesn't scare me, but the painting very much comes from. Really? The same world Don't dare you say shit about Oh Kabuki's. my god! 
Uh, We're not going to get into the cultural stereotypes associated with Kabuki. Yeah, we'll get. We'll do that off the air. But. I'm here. Oh, right up. Oh, seriously, you should give me like the all Japan shit because I could spin that like you won't even believe. No, I I, I actually truly agree with that statement. Um, but uh, but again, this was kind of a return to form. It it mirrors six in many ways. Um, it even kind of harkens back to the old class systems. Obviously, like I said, a version of the Esper system comes back. Um, all the, uh, like the job system is kind of in there, but not really. It's not really a job system. It's, it's like six where like people are, you know, you, you pick people and they are tethered to, yeah, their abilities. And, uh, uh, also you fight the four fiends from four. You do. You do. And last but not least, it's kind of a star Wars tale all over again. (laughs) Yeah, like, Kuja is sort of like uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. And he even has, like, his own little, like, crisis of fate towards the end. That's true. That's true. Well, and, and everything's just, I mean, let's face it. It just goes back to old school style, right? It's a, it's a love letter to those of you, who, or to those of us, shall I say, who really, you know, predominantly played 1, 4, and 6, right? I mean, no, I've actually had an epiphany where I realized that I actually liked this game. <laughs> okay. I also had an epiphany that I fucking hate eight. Apparently. Fair enough. There you go. It's important that you have that. It's uh, an important podcast. It's a great podcast. It's 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 great. This so is history. Helped, we've helped Fortingard uh, delve into his uh, inner demons. Um, and lack thereof. Uh, One of many, for I am Weijian, and I am of many. There we go. Um, but How many classic literature and Bible references have I made this far? Uh, I stopped counting a while ago. But uh, anyway, long story short. Basically the point is, I like to say that I'm smart. <laughs> again, you, you bring a lot to the table. Um, but what I will say about this game is... Uh, <laughs> If anyone wants to tackle this, you're welcome to. But the plot is literally staggering. It's like six. It's got more holes and and loops and turns than I can get around. Does anybody want to tackle this plot at all in a in a paragraph yeah, format? Or I, I don't. I don't think it's possible to do it in a paragraph, and even within the time constraints that we have left. Can we just safely say it's like roughly like six? And if you want to hear that in five minutes told in weird rambling roles, go back and listen to the original Final Fantasy yeah. podcast I did. And if not, it's kind of Star Wars, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> loving tribute. Let's just call it a loving tribute. Here be evil, fight evil, chosen one, uh, princesses, uh, fucking, uh, Darth Vader, except he's a gimp who kind of looks like Sephiroth, uh, ancient evil of space, of, of fucking, uh, death, of fucking predetermined whatever bullshit. It doesn't and matter. A Just play this in a pear tree. No, yeah. Uh, but, uh, that sounds right. <laughs> but, alright, well then let's, uh, let's cut the shit. What do you guys think of this game? Awesome. I agree. Uh, how about Andy and uh, Jam? What did you guys think of this game? Did you play it? Anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played, I played it a ton. It's, it's definitely a good game. Um, for me, it's pro- probably the weakest of the three on the PS1, but still, it's oh, a good okay. game. All right. It's the weakest one in terms of character. Like, I 
barely remember anyone. They don't give anyone a chance to really become their own, much like Six. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think Six suffers from that. Even though they have the loyalty quest, they don't really... Honestly, I remember the character from Six more, but that's maybe because some of them are crazier. Yeah, I guess like I'd you say have, that. Like you have Ninja Guy with a dog, and there's like Shadow, guy yeah. who suplexes a fucking train. There's, a, there's the main Blood girl... Man, yeah. There's like um, the main girl who I remember basically because she she's like the character in Dissidia. Yeah. There's 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 crazy awesome clown was, guy. There's that Africa. cool theme but, called Dancing Mad. Yeah, yeah. That's well, about so, all I remember. so uh how about uh so. sorry. And Andy, have you spoken to this? I did, yeah. Jam. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Jam. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I haven't actually. I haven't actually finished nine yet. I'm still working my way through that. But um, I'm curious how many so hours have you put in? Ish. About twenty. Twenty. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So you've t- um, you've tasted it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, You're I, about I out it. of the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I find this one. I mean, I know it makes it because obviously you mentioned that the others are kind of a grind. I think out of the three we've talked about so far, I found nine was the biggest grind of the uh, so far. Anyway, I would agree. There's some incredibly tough sort of battles in it early on as well. You're meat gated, man. Uh, you're you're very early meat gated. Yeah. So. But but I like but what I played I really like and it's I like it because I I actually I I wait well going kind of back to a little bit of history of my Final Fantasy thing I, I I played sort of probably seven first but then I went backwards and played like one two and then six so going to nine was actually really good because I, I did really enjoy six a lot. Um, yeah. So it did, like you said, Fred, it just reminded me of those sort of things. Yeah, it felt like a, a well-worn glove, right? Like an old catcher's yeah. mitt you had in your closet. Because um, that's exactly what they wanted it to be, right? I mean, Do you have fallen Britain, though? Do I have? <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait, wait. in Britain, do you have baseball in Britain, Jen? Oh, no. He's breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm turning away this robot thing. No. Oh but no! I hear. I hear. There you are. There you are. Okay. Sorry. Wait. What were you saying? Do you actually have baseball in the UK, though? <laughs> nah. It's no. Big no. We, we have the only enough. people who ever talk about baseball are Americans and my Japanese teacher. I was gonna say he, he, the old Japanese guys. They'll talk baseball with you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. My it's, teacher was impressed that I was the only Eastern European in this fucking country who knows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just felt that uh, – so I don't know. What do you guys think in the grand scheme of the overall series? Do you think it needed this? Do you think nine – I mean, we've kind of gone back and forth with where it fits in the ranking of the PS1 games. But, I mean, do you think there's validity to having it today? Do you think six fits the bill or do you think – this, nine. this uh, idea to return back to nine was justified. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely worth It's like the reunion tour before they leave forever. Yeah. And it's uh-huh. and it's actually very nice that they did it. So, yeah, it completely justifies its, its existence. Mm-hmm. It's a great tribute to the fans. It's probably the the most like forward coming towards the old fans than most of them were. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I like having it in my collection, and it's weird because among when 
six, seven or seven, eight, and nine went on sale on the PSN store. It was the first one I bought. Weirdly enough, I, I right. mind you, I haven't booted any of them uh, since I bought them on the PSN, uh, other than seven to see how it looked on the Vita, which looks impressively well. But I bet eight and nine look even better. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, and I, I I think it's it's familiarity combined with my opinion of seven's lack of. Soul. I, I everything I say about seven makes it sound negative, and I don't want it to. It's like picking between like my three favorite, you know, some of my three favorite games on the PS One. But well, seven is more plot and less like emotion. Yeah, a while better yarn than it is a game to me. If I dare say that, it, it is full of shit that I make- really like in like sci-fi and fantasy shit. It, so I, it's the most up my alley. But I do appreciate the whole tribute aspect of Nine. I didn't actually play the old ones when they came out, but I did play them all on the GBA. And I do have a pretty big appreciation for the old ones. Uh, strangely enough, I actually sort of prefer 4 to 6. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, no, I think that's the... That's the consensus. I mean, five is my favorite of the whole series. No, six is a better game, but I just have like, I generally kill nostalgia in me, but somehow the endless meat grinder of all these characters dying in four was like something I remember more than guy suplexing a train. (laughs) Although Kefka is awesome and he's so much better than Garland and Zermus. Fuck that shit. Well, but Kefka was kind of the Darth Vader, right? You know, Darth Vader is bigger than the Emperor. Yes and no. Like, Kefka is the one who, like, becomes the big bad while, uh, while yeah, Vader has his goal. Right. Yeah, Kefka's the bigger. Uh, uh, Golbez is actually more Darth Vader in the classic sense because he, in the end, he's like, Cecil, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, Kefka's Darth Sidious, right? No. Or uh, fuck Star Wars, actually. Okay, fuck yeah, Star- yeah, we'll we'll stop the metaphors. But <clears throat> anyway, focusing back on go. nine, um, I mean, it's it's weird because I didn't think this would be the one we'd have the least to say about it, but we are kind of stumbling over our own words. So let me let me tackle this from a different perspective because I I think I've kind of had my my theory. So <clears throat> it, does Glass anybody have anything they want to mention that that is it has not been mentioned that is particularly fond? Lee remembered in Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah, I, I just I like some of the characters in in this game, like uh, particularly for me, uh, Vivi and Steiner. I love those <laughs> two guys. Like, and you know, I loved Vivi because like you just reminded me of Orko from Masters yeah, of the Universe. Absolutely, yeah. and I think it's the first time a lot of people saw the Black. She's Mage. less of a drag queen though. Well, yeah, <laughs> that is that. Well, yeah. no, the thing about Vivi was if you didn't know what a black mage looked like from the old games. Mm. He was the most prominent on the cover. Yeah. People always were like, who is he? Um, so, yeah, I, Vivi is probably the most notable character. See, what you though. said with the thing about Vivi, I was actually expecting that. See, the thing about Orko. <laughs> the thing about Orko. The thing about that whole show. Um, but, the thing uh, about it was, like, it was the 80s, and we were still, like, in denial about gay people existing. Like your grandfather, like your grandfather's called them dentists, but it's like, huh? What dentists? What fairies? What do a fairy? They're like Silence of the Lambs. What? 
Red Dragon. Okay, I'm uh, hoping this one I'll back eat, in. I'll eat your liver <laughs> with see. a side of Chianti and uh, Parma beans. What? Okay. Cheers, cheers. Um, and so, I'm sorry, who was the other one? Vivi and who? who uh, Steiner. 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 The knight. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Knight. yeah. Steiner was actually oh great because he was <laughs> he was uh what I liked about him was yeah, he was the incompetent knight, but he, he gets his moment. He gets yeah. his moment. Uh I, I like him more than Freya, which is the big dragon knight the, mm. uh she's a chick. She's a chick, so she's badass, but she was the the um she looked like a big rabbit thing. Yeah, she was the yeah. big dragon knight bunny thing that was looking for her love. Yeah, I didn't like her. See, you say bunny thing, but I think about the one of the like characters from Twelve. She she looked like, like that yeah. dude in yep. fucking Zelda that you have to use, Which use one? the whistle on uh, in order to kill him. She had the big Zelda ears. is full of like creepy sex perverts. Okay, yeah. though. fair enough. All right, I'm backing out of this one, yeah. uh, but uh, but yeah, like I said, I I really dug I, I really dug uh, uh, some of that. So, uh, anybody else have anything else they want to say about nine? Well, how well did nine do in sales, Fred? Do you know? Yeah, numbers? actually, hold on. I think it still did pretty good. Like it was definitely up there in the in terms of the. I PS, think it PS probably game. made back its money just by name alone oh. because that's before thirteen and everything well, going into the fucking made. toilet. Yeah, it was very cheaply made. Yeah, yeah, but it was made lovingly, unlike that third, <laughs> that, um, that horrible piece of shit. Oh my god! Uh, killed six years of people's lives, expecting to good, and then the denial. Oh my god! Well, we should point out also the soundtrack is pretty fantastic mm. right um, am i wrong am yeah, i yeah. the only one who feels no no this way? It's, it's, uh, well, i mean this... it's kind of standard for final fantasy at that point like the soundtrack is yeah. good you know you're like yeah it's good yeah so I, I still felt it was it was of, of higher caliber than seven and eight but maybe i'm maybe i'm me I don't really remember the soundtrack but okay. Okay. this is the one only one i haven't actually replayed in recent memory well, and I'm curious how it did. Um, but again, I it's one of those ones where like when people are thinking about going into the PS1 games, like I'm like, well, if you don't want to be jarred <laughs> and you've only played like the SNES ones, 9 is probably where you should start. Hmm. Whereas if you're someone who got into the JRPGs more towards like the ops, then maybe then 7 and 8 are more of your alley. Oh, yeah, because they adjust better. Um, how did it do? It did not do fantastic. That's it, what I thought. Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah. the one that like has like its own little like Majora's Mask style like little ghetto of fans. You are correct. It has an aggressive yeah. um, niche following, especially in Japan. Many places, I think Famitsu gave it like a like a, a thirty eight or something out of forty. So that's pretty high for that. Well. This is kind of why, why as uh, Fulgar was mentioning earlier, this is why they kind of never returned to this style since 9, in terms of this was like the last sort of Final Fantasy you got this kind of old-fashioned feel, like the original games. Ever since then, it's all been kind of the you know, the teen-looking characters, like, well, as you, well, everyone knows where it went after this. but, mm. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and if you want to know the, the performance, so as we talked about, you got about 10.547, you got about 8.15 for 8, 
You've only got five point three for nine. But wow. you, in in the grand scheme of the PS One, though, that's still pretty decent. Oh, it's it still is, great. and I it, it, we should point out this is right before the launch of the PS One. But you know what? Or sorry, the PS One. Right before the PS One comes out, it comes out on the PS One. It's fantastic. Um, but uh, but uh, we should point out that uh, Ten will come out uh, a year later, and wow. it will boast almost seven million copies. So deservedly. Well, yeah, but but aside from all that, the fans have spoken. They weren't. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the audience was quite ready to Although, go back honestly, to the I would argue that, like, uh, 10 has more in common with 9 than it has with 7 and 8. Like, it doesn't have, like, the whole, like, yeah. uh, like yeah. steampunk, cyberpunk aesthetic. It's back to, like, the more fun, like, the fantasy aspect of it. Um, it there's, in, like, some of this. It is in concept, but. Like well, there's, it's, there's, it's style, absolutely, but mm, well, there's the whole we'll get into it the next round, thing. but uh, you know. Oh the, yes, we will, we will, and <laughs> you will not get it. rid of me. You will not purge the spirit <laughs> that haunts this chat room that makes you laugh in inappropriate times when you read long paragraphs. That's right. <laughs> but if uh, people don't understand why they suddenly laugh inappropriately, that's that's. You. Probably That's, me fucking with them. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, but uh, well, and again, I, I, you know, definitely, I think it's great that we'll get to tackle ten, ten, two, and uh, twelve in one show. Um, but, but yeah, it, it looked like that was the last time, and it wasn't. Uh, again, I think, I think nine is what it is, and and you can appreciate it for what it is, but it doesn't bring a whole lot new to the table. And, uh, dare I say, if you're going to skip one out of these three, if you're going to do like a retrospective and if you're some psycho fuck who's going to replay all the Final Fantasy games in order, you could probably... Like me when I was like a little Ford Jr. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you'd probably could use to dodge nine and you wouldn't miss too much. But that's not to discredit it. It's it's still a really great game. But on the other hand, if you're someone who replayed the old ones and generally enjoyed them, then in that case... Uh, You'll this be right is, at home. Uh, yeah, except maybe take a break between them. <laughs> because because this is the way the one that might create the most burnout, whereas uh, 7 and 8, they're very different. Therefore, they wouldn't create, like, such fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree there. So, all right. Well, well final thoughts on either 7, 8, or 9. I'm going to give you guys each a minute. Fortingard, go. Is there anything you wanted to add to uh, your your triumvirate of games here? Oof. Uh, if you are not discouraged by playing older games, which I doubt you are because you listen to this awesome show. Uh, in that case, uh, these games are definitely worth your time. Uh, there, there is a reason why this series is, was, is, is, but not deservedly anymore. Uh, the most well, like the best selling series. It is, um, very, interesting you should play them they're a piece of gaming history that should not be ignored uh they're they're a piece of history they're great they're 
they're actually much more well aged than most games around that period. At least as far as general, there are some RPGs that actually might be better to look at if they're like actual two D art actually two D art from that are ages better than the three D but play them. History, awesome, great, worth your time. Sweet. Buy them on Steam though. Those <laughs> they are dirt cheap on Steam. PC Gaming Master Race. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, All right. <laughs> and with that, uh, Mr. Andy, anything you want to say as a final uh, word on these three games or any one of them? Yeah, I'll just reiterate that Final Fantasy VII is the greatest game of all time. And uh, Final Fantasy VIII and Nine are also awesome games, but not... Resident Evil 4 is the greatest game of all time. Oh Stop my god, here we go. Not. Okay, no, no, you no, got yeah. your minute. But, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Final Fantasy, VII, uh, Final Fantasy VIII and Nine are also awesome, but not my second favourite Final Fantasy game. Tune in next time to find out what that is. Oh, there we go. I'm getting a feeling it might be one. Okay, can you can you at least spoil Andy, this much? I like you more now. <laughs> Andy, can you at least spoil this much? Uh your the the game you just alluded to is not in the past. It's not, not one of the previous past, games, 1 through 6. It's in the the PS2 era. Okay. Okay. Future. I, I figured I just wanted to spell past. it straight the out of the prison gets my ass. Okay. Uh and jam Anything else you want to add to the table? I'll keep mine short. I'd rank them uh, in my personal favorite, 7, 8, and 9, quite easily. They're all good. They're all great games. I enjoy them all. Um, I thought 10 sucks. I'll just put that out there. But <laughs> Jam, you are not appearing on that episode. <laughs> oh, it will be the last episode you experience on your hand. I have no, I, 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 I can't say anything nice about that game. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll probably still buy it on the Vita at some point and try it again, but that's just my own oh, I sort of want to hear what your terrible, terrible argument would be in this. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, right, right. Well, I got to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, sure, he says, John. Okay, completely so, fear in his eyes. So the long and skinny of this for me is uh, I, I think that what I give this game, what these three games specifically credit for is uh, the fact that although nine is kind of a return to form, um, you start to see the team branching out and trying new things for better or for worse. You know, I mean, we've talked about, you know, the issues with the junction system and my personal issues with some of the things they did in seven, but for better or for worse, uh, it definitely changed the pace and made the game seem a little less cohesive. Um, with one another, shall I say. Uh, having said that, I think they're as pivotal as 4, 5, and 6, even though uh, you would be totally justified in saying maybe they're not as good. And in my opinion, I like them in the order of 8, 9, and 7. And again, even though 7 is my least favorite of these three, that's not a negativity. I think they're all worth playing, and uh, I played the shit out of them. I love them. And I know for a fact that in the next five years, I will replay each one of these three games easily. Um, and then you will apologize to me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe I need to go back and see these from a fresh set of eyes. So you know what, uh, Fortingard, I will go back and drop the whopping $11 for two of them on the PC because uh, 9 obviously has is nowhere else but the oh PS1. Oh, my God. All the sandwiches that will be lost in time <laughs> compared to the shit games you buy from pawn shops. You have no idea. The guy game was a beautiful. No, anyway. Um. Okay. So with that, I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh, 
if you guys don't mind, I'm going to try to wrap this quick. Uh, so Fortinguard, we can find you at Fortinguard, and we can also find you here uh, with us live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on all games every Tuesday night. Sometimes, but the I also would like to add, I yes. now write for geekantics.wordpress.com. So far, I mostly write movie reviews. We're sort of kicking around the idea of hosting a podcast, though I'm sort of regretting it because I see the what my co-hosts are and they are horrible people they're worse than me which is horrible <laughs> well if you let me know when it goes live i will definitely check it out and we'll pimp it on well this we show. did record a pilot but that's not safe okay because he andy i'm sorry you well, are hey, a much more guard, I, I hate to cut you off but we've i've gotta i've gotta get off the off the air oh I, no I vgo that show that has no structure is going to go on Ah, okay. Um, all right, and uh, Andy, uh, am I correct? We can find you forty-two level one. You are also at Damien one four. Shit. Two seven three. Thank you. One four two seven three. Yeah, just go to forty-two level one dot com. Yes, uh, you'll be you'll be cool. Your fantastic show can be found uh, at on all games four thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, just before us on Tuesdays. And yep. you also have Agents of Shield cast, which I believe is seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time on all games Friday nights. <laughs> That's correct. Yep. Okay, fantastic. And Jam can, of course, be found here. He, his articles and writings can also be found at both RetroGameGeeks.co.uk and GamingHistory101.com, as can mine. So, and last but not least, I guess you can find me also talking about modern games at the B-Team Podcast, uh, which is Thursday nights at 9. <laughs> there we go. All right, guys. Well, it was fun, but I'm going to give VGO their due credit. Without further ado, this is all of us saying peace out. Stay tuned for the extra credit on 11, and then we'll come back and do 10, 10, 2, and 12 in the future. Peace out. <laughs>